Hello? Hello, welcome to The Rest of Us. This is The Rest of Us. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Aaron Brinker. And we're here to talk about subjects that the talking heads on the news shows just shout and, and politicize and turn into a giant quagmire of garbage. And we're not going to necessarily find a lot of solutions, but at least we talk about it more reasonably like the rest of us do. So how are you doing today, Aaron? You know, it's summer, and that's not my favorite time of year. But mm. other than that, I'm really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I, I really uh, hate the heat. I, I hate it. I was looking at the, the calendar the other day for something. You know, it's trying to do some planning and stuff. And I looked at it, it's like, oh, we're like barely mid-July. We've got at least another month and a half of, of just way hot temperatures. And I'm, I'm not looking forward oh, to it either. <laughs> it's not going to be nice until yeah. after Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But at least autumn eventually comes around because I do like autumn. You know, I wouldn't yes. appreciate autumn if there wasn't the, the, yeah. and it's funny. I know I'm complaining. It's the horrible Southern California summers, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's really, really hot here. But, you know, it's not particularly humid. It's not particularly buggy. And there's other places I think I would rather not, I'd rather be summering here than a lot of places in the world, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but, uh, so I feel a little bad complaining about it, except that it's really hot here. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, you know, when, when it's near and over a hundred degrees, mm -hmm. um, there's just no, there's just no relief. Yeah. It's just, it's just awful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always go, you know, I hear the people going in, in, in the more humid places around the country, family members and stuff going, well, it's not humid. So you don't really, you know, you guys have it easy. And I'm like. Yeah, we're twenty degrees warmer than you are, though. You know, I mean, if you have a day in the in the in the nineties to the mid nineties, you're like, wow, that's hot, and we're like, hey, that's a nice day. <laughs> well, and it's and and let's be honest, it's it's grown more humid here than it it was, you know, when we were kids. Mm. Um, the weather patterns have have changed, and it's become more humid. Maybe there's more irrigation. I have no idea, but you know, it is still more humid than it used to be here. It's not like we have no humidity in the air. For today, humidity mm -hmm. is, is at 71%. Uh, this is according mm -hmm. to the Apple Weather app. Huh. So we've got 71% humidity. That's and much the high higher today, than normally. Yeah. Yeah. The high today is 97. And tomorrow, the high... That's not the feels like high. Right. That's the high. And tomorrow is supposed to be 101. Right. Well, I think, too, part of it is is that, you know, this is still... <laughs> early summer by California standards. And so we sometimes get that sort of um, tropical moisture that comes up that causes the, the June gloom that we usually have. That hasn't completely gone away. So it's that transition time when the humidity is still a bit higher and stuff. So I will say this, though, that, you know, in my youth, uh, the mountains that surround the valley in which we both live were not visible even when you were standing at the, in the foothills of the mountains when I was going to school here when I was in, in you know, uh, high school because the smog was so bad you couldn't see the mountains. We had smog days for school and you would get out of school because of smog days. And, you know, I don't know that they've done that here in decades now, you know. And so, that is true. So the air quality has gotten better. Um, but, you know, you, you trade one thing for another, right? It's like... <laughs> If you don't like the heat, you're just going to find another uh, another uh, angle about why you're not happy about why things are out here because it's uncomfortable. It's just really hot. So um, to get to our subject at hand, well, first of all, before we get to our subject at hand, last week we talked about the uh, Ukraine war. Do we have any follow up or thoughts on anything about that? Um, N not really. That um, we had, yeah. Not really. The only thing that I'm really well, the Russians have blockaded um, ships that, uh, what is it, the Caspian Sea, where mm -hmm. uh, uh, food would be offloaded or grain would be offloaded uh, to head to North Africa and elsewhere. Right. And the Russians have blockaded that. And the EU and NATO and the United States, they all need to decide what they're going to do about that because um, people in North Africa will starve without that grain. Right. Um, and – you know, the last time there was, uh, you know, this was caused by war, um, you know, there were there were 
catastrophes in North Africa and in, you know, sub-Saharan Africa, there was a, a wave, a massive wave of humanity that crossed the Mediterranean into Europe. Um, and, it, and it was significant for those countries to deal with the differences in culture and the differences in customs and, and just the sea of humanity that was coming. Uh, that will be made to look like child's play if, these, if people in North Africa and sub-Saharan Africa are not able to eat. Yeah. And so the it is incumbent upon the world powers to make sure they have food. Right. Yeah. I mean the, that's that's a, a major blowback that's that's going to be a long-term consequence of of Russia's uh aggressive aggression there is going to be you know the cutting off of the breadbasket for a big chunk of of Africa. And and I think you're right that's going to have um you know continuing social impacts on lots of places. Um and that's not even in the long term. That's yeah. that's like now. Yeah. Well, I say long term. It's you know we we are in the long term. I mean, it's been half a year now. So you know, it's it's not even been a full year cycle, but it's been half a year now um, uh, that this this war has been going on. And and as you go through a you know an annual cycle, you start seeing that the that the uh, a lot of crops that were would have been planted maybe didn't get planted. A lot of um, you know, as we come into autumn, a lot of plants that would have, or a lot of food plants that would have been harvested are not going to get harvested. And those that are getting harvested now, they're blocking from being sent to where they normally would go. And uh, yeah, I mean, you outlined it perfectly. It's going to be a mess. So A mess. Um, yeah. And that's incumbent upon the entire world to fix. Honestly, we can't let mass starvation happen um, because of imperialism in Europe. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm you know just it's saying. it's yeah, it's it's one of those things where we're, you know we're going to have to you you know are we going to continue to to dink and dunk you know and and have another extended war over a long period of time or are we going to get more aggressive? There's more risk involved because of of you know Russia being a combatant as opposed to you know the 20 years we spent in Afghanistan. Um, you know, there's a lot going on there. So but, but we can't stand by and watch, you know, half a continent starve. So anyway, today's subject, one that we've uh, talked about off the air many a time, and I think so has the whole world, and it's still going on, and that's COVID. Um, some updated information, the LA Times uh, just um, on the was it the thirteenth? So uh, yesterday, I guess, is when the article came out, showing that weekly COVID nineteen deaths doubled in Los Angeles County over the last month, um, from uh, to one hundred from fifty a week. And so, um, you know, the the idea that that uh, you know COVID's completely over is wrong, um, and the idea that the new um, Variants just give you a head cold is also wrong. It's still more deadly than the uh, pre-pandemic flu seasons. And although it's maybe not as deadly as the Delta variant that had happened in the early, uh, uh, or I guess it was this time last year, roughly last summer's um, surge was through the Delta variant, that uh, it's still a deadly virus. And the scary thing is, is that the current version, which they're calling uh, BA5 variant, and there's also a BA4 variant that's very, very similar, but BA5 seems to be the dominant one right now in most places, um, seems to not be uh, affected by pe people who have had uh, vaccines and, um, and uh, previous infections. And so that's what's making a lot of public health people nervous is that it has finally mutated to the point where we don't seem to have a lot of defense against it again. And so the question is, you know, are we going to have, and when are we going to have, you know, uh, our, our, what we had predicted, I think you were the first people, one of the first people I had, I recall predicting that this is going to be an annual vaccine, right? Much like the flu vaccine, but when are we going to have one that's tuned for this new variant? I don't know. I mean, yeah. it, it, it uh, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm no longer afraid of this. I think 
you know, I'm what I'm worried about because there's hype, you know, that that I mean, in the CNN article, the worst variant, quote unquote, right, is here. <clears throat> and OK, everybody be afraid. Let's, you know, let's stay in our homes again when we're still dealing. We're still grappling with the unintended consequences of the lockdowns, you know, with our youth with our elderly, with people in general, the Mm -hmm. spike in mental health, the spike in in fentanyl deaths. I think 100,000 or something crazy like that people died of fentanyl overdoses last year. Uh You know, that's insane. And so, you know, you're talking about... uh, uh, Yeah, well, I think Kate Scoo made that that's a whole other pandemic. (laughs) Indeed. And and so, you know, do we sit in our houses and cower? Do we endlessly um, inject ourselves with spike proteins in these uh, vaccines that don't seem to work. Um, You know, I mean, if you're not in a high risk category, I think the answer is no, you don't. Okay. well, I I think I would not characterize vaccines as don't seem to work. I think they clearly have worked. I think they clearly do make your 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 illness much, much less egregious if should you get infected at least they have up to this point but that's a therapeutic that's not a vaccine so well i mean it, it's it's just you, you're arguing definitions i mean it, it's a vaccine that's not 100 percent effective but it it lessens the the um the intensity now if you if you want to term that therapeutic than vaccine then fine i mean i'm not going to fight semantics on it but it clearly does have an effect on the course of the disease if you get infected well, I don't I, think that's a I, – I don't believe – I personally don't believe that's even something that could be argued. I think that's clear. But, you know, you may have a different opinion. Clearly I do. Yeah. Clearly I do. I just – you know, spike proteins are not without risk and these these vaccines fill your body with them. And so, um, you know – it. It's not without risk. And I think that we, you know, we're pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. There's been some time, but it's still not longitudinal time to know what impact this this has. And so do you keep ad infinitum injecting your body with this? Hmm. And my thought is no. I'm I'm not going to do that for me. I'm sorry, I'm not. Unless right. I be, become gravely ill, and this is, you know, the only thing that will prevent me from getting COVID because I'm going to die of COVID, um, then maybe I'll think about it. But for but me, at that point, I'm, it's too late because yeah, if you're going to die from COVID, then then that implies you've already got COVID, so then it won't do you any good. Well, now you're arguing semantics. What I meant was okay. that I became so ill with something else. I get I don't know lymphoma. And then, okay, fine. Then if but that's COVID not what you me, said. You said you, if okay, I'm going to die from COVID. Well, I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. I'm not arguing. You know, let, let me you know, ask the question. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to tell you you're right or wrong. I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from. Okay. Now, they do have that antiviral, but I will tell you from uh, not my personal experience, but familial experience. I have a family member who who got COVID, and of course, when you get COVID, they don't usually have the information to tell you, oh, you have you know the BA five variant or the BA four variant, or you know that goes into some statistic somewhere that is, you know, you're one of however many that got that from that particular location when you got tested, right? It's, and that only happens if you if you do something beyond your home test, because if you do a home test, there's no way for anybody to know, but. Um, that person then tried to get a hold of their doctor to get a hold of the, and I can't, forgive me, I can't remember the name of the, the, uh, medication that they developed. That's the antiviral specifically for COVID. I think it starts with a P, but I, I'm blanking on the name. The Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a pill that, that, that's, I, I just don't, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, and her experience was, well, let, you know, first of all, Teladoc, right? And then the teledoc turns out to be a physician's assistant. And, you know, although they have the um, authority to make certain prescriptions, there are certain basic prescriptions, which this particular drug is not. So you had to have an MD reach out to you. The MD was supposed to call them back. Um, They couldn't get a hold of the MD. The MD never called them back. Uh, You have to take it within five days of your first symptom. And so she was never able to get the prescription uh, for the antiviral. 
and from what I understand that that's sort of by design in that there aren't yeah. a, there's not a whole lot of it and so they unless you have some um uh cofactors involved in your in in your infection they don't want to give it to you and it's expensive yeah yeah I don't know what uh, as far as like insurance like I have no idea if my insurance covers or how much of it it covers you know it's you know most most insurances have that um pre-approved list of 200 drugs that they'll just cover and if it's not on the list then you're basically out of luck i can almost guarantee it's yeah. not on formulary yeah that, it's, that, it's, thank you that's it's the too term. new and i'm sure it's too expensive and mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm sure it's yeah 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 although you know i think that there is some um government subsidy on it at least there was initially i don't know if there still is so yeah, no, I'm I'm with you in that it's like I'm not going to go uh, hide in a hole. Um, you know, I have gone to see several movies in theaters with people. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, went with your husband to go see a movie recently, and we both commented, "Hey, when we first started going back to the movies, there was like six people in a theater for three hundred, and and now there's actually you know two hundred and fifty people in a theater for three hundred. So, um. On the on the one side, I say, hey, it's kind of nice to see everything getting back to normal. On the other side, it was kind of nice to have an empty theater to yourself. Indeed, <laughs> and Indeed. empty Except freeways. That it stays like that too long. Yeah, close. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, it's nice to have six people in a theater, but I can't imagine too many theaters continuing to exist very long if they're only getting six people in a theater designed for several hundred. So yeah, there's there's that, of course. So. I, I want to be to be fair and um, uh, give some descriptions of what some experts say about this BA5. Uh -huh. So um, Eric Topol, this is from CNN, uh, a cardiologist and professor of molecular medicine at Scripps Research, called BA5, are you ready for this, the worst version of the virus we've seen. He explained in a recent newsletter, it takes immune escape already extensive to the next level and as a function of that, enhanced transmissibility. In other words, BA5 can easily evade immunity from previous infections, like you said, mm -hmm. with a re increasing risk of reinfection. Okay, so though the variant does not appear to lead more to more severe illness, um, given the extent of BA5's immune evasion, he expects he being Topol expects to see an escalation in hospitalizations, as we've seen in Europe and elsewhere that the variant has taken root. One good thing is it doesn't appear to be accompanied by the ICU admissions and the deaths as previous variants, but this is definitely concerning. Yeah. So it, that's a, that's good. You're not going to die from it. You may get really sick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have issue with his, like, this is the worst version of the variant thing. I mean, maybe if he just said that we've seen or something like that, because I, don't, I, I think anybody could imagine a worse version, which he, is one he, that's equally catchy. Equally he did say we've seen. Oh, we've seen. Okay, that wasn't the 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 way I heard it, but um, but, you know, it just seems like a little bit of hype, hyperbola there because you know it's like, oh, this is the worst, worst one. Yeah, not as many people are going to the ICU. You know, I mean, if if you look at it, it's it's the other thing that I also notice is it, I've seen this quote and similar quotes where they talk about like, you know, this one's not as uh, um uh what do they say? It's it's uh not worse than the previous version. They also don't say it's any better, you know, so it's like, eh, eh. you know, I don't know. Um, the problem is, is that, you know, when you when you're gathering information, hindsight is always clearer than when you're in the middle of it. And so you just, you know, it's 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 kind of a, a don't don't know. You know, I mean, I, I see personally when I'm out and about, I see a few more people than I had for a while wearing masks again in some places. Um, um, I personally don't generally wear a mask, but I keep some, you know, <laughs> I bought them in bulk. So I've got some, in, I keep some in my vehicles. Um, uh, I know one place that I visit regularly requests that you put one on when you come in. I don't know if somebody there works, who works there maybe has some, you know, uh, other health issues that might, uh, make it more dangerous for them to get, uh, get an infection. And so, you know, I, 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 if they ask me to, I'll do it. If they don't, I, I, I tend, to, tend to not worry about it these days. I figure, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, I think of concern, I think is probably the best way to put it. Like he said, you know, like, like that finished, it's of concern. It's, it's not 
fear. It's not panic. It's just, well, be concerned, be aware. Yeah. I, 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 this time of year in masks to me, I I don't like wearing masks anyway, but when it's hot, it's just even worse. Yeah. We just talked about the fact that it's going to be a hundred degrees tomorrow plus, right? (laughs) It's like, cool. Now let's restrict our breathing. (laughs) Yeah. Cause that always works well. Yeah. Yeah, at least we're not dogs. We don't have to pant, right? That's <laughs> true. Um, not not that I don't on occasion, because I'm not in particularly good shape. So if I exert myself very much, I'm usually panting, which is, you know, not speaking highly of myself, I guess. Um, so so I, I, one of the things that comes along with this BA5 is the loss of smell. Now, we didn't mm-hmm. really see that in Omicron or Omicron, but with uh, mm-hmm. with this BA5, apparently, it's making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, that was a thing in Delta, right? That they talked a well, lot and, about. Yeah, the first. Well, and the early, yeah. What yeah. did they call the first one? Uh, Alpha. No. Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm waiting Alpha. for Omega, baby. Come on. Right. <laughs> you notice they've kind of stopped going Alpha and Omega and Delta, and now it's just BA five. QX thirty seven. Yeah, like you're going to remember that. Right. Well, you know. And it doesn't matter because they don't test the differences anyway. Right. Yeah. I mean, it gives the news people something to talk about, right? I mean, it's. Indeed. Uh, I think what they do is they probably do some statistical sampling of of um, uh, of the tests that are done in um, clinical settings by labs and stuff. But um, apparently there's been, and not a big surprise here, a huge drop in the number of tests that are p- being done. And I think a lot of that's because they've made the home test much more available. And so a lot of people are like, well, if I home test, what's the point going in? And, you know, and the doctors have essentially said that. You know, It's like, well, I mean, if you're having cold symptoms, just stay home and isolate just like you would with a cold, right? And, um, and if, it, you know, if it tests to be COVID, then fine. You pretty much treat it the same way. It's just be aware that if, if you start having any kind of difficulty breathing, that's when you call or, or go into the hospital, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, but I mean, that's pretty much a good rule of thumb for a cold or the flu or, you know, any kind of respiratory infection is like, well, you know, rest, drink fluids, stay away from other people. And if it gets worse, go to the hospital or call your doctor. I mean, right? Yeah. So, so. And I think, too, people are, are, are over it. They don't want to. They don't want to haul themselves into a lab or a doctor's office to get, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like, what does it matter if I do have it? I'll just stay home like I went for the cold or for the flu. Right. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, um, you know, it's almost the, the common sense approach, right? It's although I did say, you know, at the top end, statistically, this is still killing more people than the um, than an average flu season. But I, you know, people because of of this and and the the numbness to flu seasons, most people aren't aware that like I think it was 2018, 2019 season, the flu season, killed like eighty thousand people in the United States. It was pretty. Um, it was a a pretty ugly version of the annual flu that we get. Um, you know, and a lot of the isolating and wearing masks and hey, I don't feel good, I better stay home because I don't want to give somebody COVID, also cut down on a lot of the flu subsequently. So, you know, it's just good habits and politeness in terms of if you're sick, don't muscle through and get everybody else sick. Yes, and and employers need to stop telling their their people, and I think they have yeah. to some extent, you know, because some of them say – Take a take a cold pill, suck it up, and come to work. Yeah, you know, um, depending on the on the company that you work for and the nature of your work. Yeah, um, and I think less of that is happening now, or yeah. at least I hope so. I think so too. I think that there's more of a, a consciousness of social hygiene. You know, yes. and it's just, uh, I mean, never before have I seen so much uh, talk about not only washing your hands but how to wash your hands. Uh, with the COVID um, thing, you know, and of course, when we found out it's, you know, a, a, a subsequently found out it's airborne, then they quit, quit talking about that. But I mean, it, it was, they talked about it long enough that Google and, and Apple both put hand washing apps into their operating systems to, to, to help you time how long it takes you to wash your hands, to make sure you're washing them long enough. So big gripe on my part, Bob, on that one, by the way. The Apple one appears to only count time while you're washing your hands if you put your hands in the praying position and then slide your hands back and forth. Now, I don't know about you, but 
I like to take one hand and wash around behind the other hand on the back and between the fingers. And so I am not just sliding my hands back and forth for 20 seconds. That to me is stupid. And yet their timing system, if you're not making that motion, it stops counting until you start making that motion again. So your 20 second wash can turn into 30 or 40 seconds because it doesn't just trigger when, when you start washing your hands. You know, it'd be fun. in my mind, it's like if that's the motion, fine. That's the motion you make or the gesture you make and to start the washing process. But once it starts, just count 20 seconds and then beep. Don't because I, I don't just spend 20 seconds rubbing my hands back and forth together like I'm trying to warm them up. Okay, there's my gripe for the day. <laughs> I actually turned off their hand washing function because it bothered me so much. It was in yeah, my watch, and, and it was like, I thought, what a cool cool idea, you know? I mean, I think that's actually a good thing to do anyway is just get people washing their hands better. You probably cut down on a lot of transmission of stuff and a lot of just illnesses in yourself by actually cleaning so your hands song. off better. Exactly. So and pick that's a what song they, yeah. and sing it. And, yeah. You know. And that was in the news too, right? Singing happy birthday was a thing for a while, right? Was it one time yes. or two times through happy birthday? I- I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) Obviously, if I'm somebody who's like washing the backside of my hands and the ends of my hands and in between my fingers, I take a while to wash my hands anyway. I'm a little obsessed. Yeah, you're a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I don't worry. More specifically, a surgeon. Yeah, well, I'm not. But yeah, (laughs) but clearly, these people know how to wash their hands, right? Um, as shown on every every episode of ER and Grey's Anatomy, right? You've watched Grey's Anatomy. You know how to wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember an episode of ER where one of the, they, they there was an infection outbreak, and they um, they uh, ended up tracking it back to one of the orderlies who wasn't washing his hands properly. <laughs> Well, that's how infection happens. Yeah. You know, and I actually I remember a number of years ago where um, staph infections were are, were common mm-hmm. or at least more common than they are now in in several hospitals, not right. just one. And it turned out to be the vector was ties, physici- physician's ties. Ooh, that's interesting. Be- because, you know, you think about how often you get your tie dry cleaned mm-hmm. um, and it's really not that often. So they no. were wearing ties and yeah so that was the vector sounds like an was, episode of house right yeah it was uh it was interesting sleuth that one out yeah that that's <laughs> actually very interesting you don't think about it and yet you know you as a as a as a male who has occasionally worn ties as as is seldom as possible but have has worn ties um you know it's you're constantly like kind of pulling it or tucking it out of the way or moving it around. Even if you've got a nice, you know, tie tack or chain or something holding it there, it's, you know, if you do anything that requires you to lean over or stuff, you're like tucking it inside your shirt temporarily or things like that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I could, I could see that and you're right. I mean, it's, you don't, you don't dry clean your ties that often. It's not like you do it every time you take your suits in and stuff. In fact, I'm thinking about some of my ties. I don't know that I ever got them dry clean. It's like, you know, they don't have a stain on them. They still look fine, you know. And that's how most people are. Yeah. You know, they, it's not something you think about unless it's got a spot on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, a tie is such a weird, superfluous adjunct to clothing that, that has, you know, continued to exist. I mean, they serve really no purpose in, in, in the modern era, right? It's just dressing. You know, I mean, it's it it there's it, it's not to cover you up. It's not the it's not to 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 attach your collar. It's not to keep your neck warm. There's no reason to have a tie on other than it's just habit and expected in certain circumstances. Yes. You know, I mean, you're expected to dress up, and that's considered part of dressing up if you are in of a certain gender in a certain place. You know. Yes. Well, women have to. We wear lots of superfluous things. Yeah. Yeah. I so. mean, uh, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not wholly male, but that's that's the one big obvious one for men. Is like, yeah, you got to put on a tie. Got to put on a necktie. You know, yes. part, part of growing up is like learning to tie the stupid necktie. <laughs> and if you're real fancy, you learn to tie a couple different knots, and you figure out which knot looks best with each particular tie because the thickness of the material affects how well it lays, given a specific knot. So. Yeah. So, have you followed this Brittany Griner trial at all, or um, Brittany Griner thing? Yeah, I mean, I guess there was a trial, at least what they call a trial in Russia for her. Well, they're, they're, 
they're um, the trial is happening now. She's oh, okay. She pled prior. Today. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She, and and then uh, yeah, I um, uh, just well, obviously in talking about, it, I, I'm aware of it. I've heard a little bit about it. I've heard you know some complaints from a few WNBA people going, well, if this was LeBron, he'd be home already, and you know, and and, uh, um, and my thought was, well, if this was LeBron, he probably would have made sure he didn't have any thing in his suitcase that was going to get him stuck there. But um, I'm not saying that Brittany Griner is, is, you know, stupid because she did that or, 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 or even that she did that. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe it was planted there so that they could then keep her so that they could make a thing about this and point out how terrible Americans are to their, you know, home audience. I, I don't know the, the, so they pleaded, she pleaded guilty. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, she she is. Um, there's apparently more pressure coming on the Biden administration to secure a deal, and apparently the the one that the Russians want to swap, the guy is a really bad dude, mm-hmm. um, and so they don't they don't, you know, our our State Department is saying no, we're not going to swap for, you know, somebody who's actually a true criminal and not somebody right. who had a little bit of cannabis oil right. in their in their bag, who, who happens to be high profile, right. 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 And I feel I mean, I feel for her in that she's gotten caught up in in world politics. Right. But it wasn't her first trip to Russia. Don't be a dummy. Well, and also if she's going to Russia, why is she going to Russia right now while they're at war with a country who who we're supporting? It seems like a really poor idea to to put yourself in that situation. Um, you know, and I don't know the specifics of why she's been there. I haven't read anything that says like was she going there for a, a reason that was like I I have to do this. Or she's was going it, there to play. Oh, it was just so it was just a, a contractual commitment is why she was going there. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know because it, it was it, when she went. It was off season for the WNBA, and a lot of those players play in other places around the world when they do that. Because unfortunately, the WNBA is not like the NBA. They're not signing million dollar contracts for the most part. Even the stars are. They're they're signing hundred thousand dollar contracts, which you know is still a good living for bouncing a basketball, but it's nowhere near what the what the men make. Yep. Um, so the the Russian officials, the person that they uh, that they have been hinting around, dropping hints that they want to trade her mm-hmm. with, is Victor Bout. He's a convicted arms dealer and nicknamed the Merchant of Death, who was arrested on terrorism charges in the U.S. in 2011. Um, and he is scheduled to be released from prison in 2029. Mm-hmm. Um, now they say that a swap would not happen until a verdict is deli- is delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, we all know what it's going to be. This is a kangaroo court, mm-hmm. um, uh, and they've warned several times that the publicity surrounding her case is not helping. So you know they're they're messing with us. They they're oh, they're the cat and we're the mouse and or Brittany Griner is the mouse. Yeah, and, she's the mouse, yeah. And she's and and they're playing with her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's like when they said she pleaded guilty, I was like, yeah, so I probably would plead guilty whatever they said I did too. Um, you know, just to keep them from beating it out of me. Um the, the uh guy that recent just recently had been released by Russia, um uh, Scott something or another. Um uh, that had been held there for a couple years. Yeah, I hear you typing. You're going to find the guy's name. Um, um, apparently, you know, he went through the whole thing and refused to to plead anything. But before they did the exchange, that was one of the requirements. Is like he has to say that he was guilty publicly before we'll let him go. That just seems to be a thing with them. And so it's like, okay, fine. You know, they want to justify the reason that they had the, that person being held. And so they want that person to publicly say, yeah, I did it. And so, you know, when I heard that she had pleaded guilty, it's like, okay, fine. She just skipped a step. She just said, just went right to the, let's do this because you're going to make me say it anyway, um, whether she did it or not, you know. So it was Trevor Reed. Trevor, okay. Well, I don't know where I got Scott from. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's. I mean, as much as people have in, in, our, in the news have been trashing our court system because they don't like one ruling this way or that, um, at least our court system still has people who make considered decisions based on on law as opposed to uh, and, and they're going to say I know there's going to be people who will argue with me on this about politics involved in it because they're they're human beings. Certainly they're going to be um, affected by that. But I think 
um, you know, for, I, I believe, and I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of reason to believe our court system is rigged against them particularly or their, their you know, group, whatever they might belong to. I believe our court systems are, are I'm not going to say they're perfect, but they're much better than they are a lot of places, you know. They, um, I, I believe that the, the process of a jury trial here is not being done for political reasons for countries and other places. I believe that. I could be completely wrong. Maybe I'm naive, but you know, I don't think that like the the merchant of death was put in jail because we wanted to, you know, get the Russians' attention. So. No. No, an arms dealer? No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, so you know. I, LeBron James evidently came out and said that, you know, Britney Griner shouldn't want to come back to the US because we're essentially we're so horrible that she should want to go to other countries instead when she's when she's out. And, you know, I'm listening to this going, LeBron, you are you get paid an ungodly amount of money to play a game and to sell shoes. <laughs> and you're sit what what other country in the world would have given you that? Right. You know, you ungrateful, absolutely narcissistic, annoying pain in the neck. I don't care how well you pay, play basketball. If you want to live somewhere else, bye-bye and don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. I yeah he 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 has since kind of clarified and walked back a little bit of what he said but yeah because people lost their minds over right, it right yeah you know I I think this is uh, an effect of uh you shouldn't Twitter after a glass of wine you know in the evening kind of thing um you know I, he's he's an American citizen he has every right to to express his opinions is my opinion but yeah I think sometimes he says some pretty stupid stuff but you know he's not alone in that. We've got, you know, well, we've had. We, I didn't say had, he should be illegal or oh, you know, oh, they no, should arrest right, him over it. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, I'm but, just saying. I think he's a pos. Yeah. Well, I think too. It's it's, um, uh, you know, the because of who he is. If he says something, it gets picked up in the news and it's carried everywhere, and it's part of the 24-hour news cycle. If he tweets something, especially if it's something that they think is you know, in any way controversial. And you know that the people who write the headlines are going to take it and make it sound even worse. You know, in some cases, I, um, you know, I, if I tweet something, people are, the, the four followers that I have are, are probably going to ignore it, much less anybody else. But um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I get a little tired of people publicly bashing, you know, our country. It's 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 a little tiring. It's a little. You know, I mean, I'm not walking around with a "Make America Great Again" hat on my head, but you know, I would like to at least you know maybe put a T-shirt on that says, you know, I love my country. We're not perfect, but you know, we have the opportunity to make it better. A lot of places you don't. Some other dude has all the holds all the, the purse strings, you know. And here, you know, even even the 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 average middle class person can have a voice can uh you know vote in an election if they've if they've got an idea that's that's got some legs they can get it out there you know because of of as much as i uh, an anti social media kind of guy social media gives people a voice to get ideas out and um you know i love my country I'm, I'm, it's, it's, there aren't other places I want to, I mean, I'd love to go visit lots of other places. There's not really anywhere else I want to live, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, there isn't. I mean, it's, I wouldn't mind living in places like Australia and, you know, there's some beautiful places in the world, but there's lots of beautiful places in our country too. And well, and their governments have issues too, because they're made up of human beings and exactly, we're all flawed. Exactly. I mean, it's, that's part of democracy is democracy's messy and, and you know when when our when when our country and um, uh, our government make horrible mistakes because they have you know I mean it's there's no doubt that you know our I know people it's 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 in fashion to trash our founding fathers but they were an amazing set of people who completely screwed up and tried to just let slavery pass and 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 a hundred years later you know we started started paying the debt for that um, and you know and we're still working through it. You know, we're not perfect. Democracy is not clean and neat. It's not. But, uh, 
you know, it, it beats having some strong arm coming in and saying, this is how it's going to be. And if you don't like it, we'll just shoot you. Yes. And for the people who don't like it, who don't like it here and are always trashing the U.S., you know, there's countries all over the world that have different mm -hmm. forms of governments and different demographic makeups and mm -hmm. different cultural values. And you know, you're welcome to go to any of them. Yeah, because nobody's, you're free here. You can do yeah, that. Nobody's you trapped know? you. If you're, you live you in one leave. of those, if you live in one of those other places, they may not let you go somewhere else. You know, but here, yeah, you don't like it here. Go ahead. Yeah, knock yourself out. Nobody's. No, like I said, nobody. No, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Nobody is keeping you here. Yeah. Nobody. You know, you can say excuse me as you're walking past all those people standing on our southern border trying to get in, on your way out. You know. Go yes. ahead. Go, Go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with that. I'll, I'll trade you for a hardworking immigrant any day if you're Indeed. not happy here. You know, uh, that's 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 the 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 wonderful thing. And that, you know, it's it's. I think that's one of the the things that that has you know been an engine that's driven our country is the fact that you know you know we talk about um, uh, the homogenization of Americans in a sense that we don't in a lot of other countries you know I mean yeah we have our our Chinatowns and our 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 you know uh, little Italy's and our our little enclaves but for the most part almost everybody of every group who comes here really starts identifying as an American in almost one generation, you know? Yes. And, and there's a reason for that. It's because of the freedom that we, we espouse and the freedom that we uh, aspire to. We're not perfect, but that sensibility is so attractive to human beings. The idea that I can do and say what I want and I'm responsible for myself and, uh, you know, I have an effect on what happens to me is just such an enticing idea and concept that, um, you know, it, it, it's ugly and messy and sloppy at times, but it's better than the alternatives. Go us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I exactly. want your vote on... <laughs> oh... Honestly, I wish more of our politicians would just talk about that sometimes, you know? It's like, I'm tired of hearing the bashing, you know? It's like, and I guess, again, it goes back to the freedom, but you're free to bash. You're free to bash and complain, but I, I would encourage anybody who's bashing and complaining to get up off your duff and actually do something that don't just bash and complain, take action. Right. You you're know? so unhappy, run for office. Exactly. Or you or find somebody you... who espouses this, your ideas and get them to run for office. Exactly. You think that you can do it better? Prove it. Yeah. Welcome to America. <laughs> Step her up. Yeah. So um, I, we've got a long way off of what we started with. Is there anything we wanted to kind of go back no. and wrap up before we no. uh, call it with a COVID? day? No. With yeah. COVID? No. I'm I'm over COVID. Yeah. i got to be honest with you. I'm just I'm and maybe that'll come mm -hmm. back and bite me in the tuck as I don't know but you know we we gave up 2 years more than 2 years of our lives yeah. um to you know to this pandemic and it was scary I I'm not, I'm not minimizing covid in initially right. it was scary lots of people died yeah. you know people that we know and we care about I think everybody knows someone who mm -hmm lost a family member to COVID. And so I'm not minimizing that. I'm just saying two years on, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder in 10 years and in 20 years, how we're going to look back on this, like just timeout that we, we took as a world. It was really bizarre and unprecedented. You know, it's just like, yep, stop everybody. Just go stay at home. Stop. Nothing. You know, I mean, I still remember how cavalier I was about like, well, you know, as I was shutting down my, my, neighborhood swim team that i was running well see you guys in a week or two yeah you know and I never in my wildest dreams you know and think. it never came back after having been down a year and stuff i just said you know what i'm done and and uh, so i never relaunched the swim team you know and i and my business wasn't the only one so well and i you, there's uh uh shortages of workers everywhere as a matter of fact you know, like the city of San Bernardino, um, they have seven pools, right? Mm -hmm. They were only able to open one this summer because of staffing. Wow. You know, and usually 
you know, college students or whatever, lifeguarding is a good job. Yeah. They didn't they 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 just could not recruit enough lifeguards. Now, mm-hmm. maybe they weren't paying them enough, I don't know, but um uh they just they just they can't open they couldn't open all seven pools. Yeah. In a city of two hundred thousand, um you know, with with a, with a lot of poverty, so people don't have pools in their backyard. You think that that's where people want to spend these miserably hot summers, but they there wasn't anything they could do. Yeah, you wonder, it, you know, too. It's like we didn't suddenly shrink our population by that much. I mean, there wasn't that much death in COVID. I mean, it was horrible, but I mean, it wasn't so much that we now don't have enough bodies to fill the positions. And people just don't want to do wasn't the jobs. Youth. Yeah, and it wasn't youth who died. It right. was, it was yeah, generally that, older people. Yeah, yeah. Your lifeguards usually aren't retirees. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah. I just um, – hmm. Where is everybody? Yeah. You know? I, I, you, Sitting at home are, in front of their PlayStation. Yeah. That they, they bought with their COVID money. Well, in, in the COVID money, there was also an, another side effect that we're seeing is inflation. Oh. Um and it's inflation is terrible. Yeah. No, it's funny. I was listening to a, a, a podcast yesterday, a political podcast, and they were talking about, you know, what are the driving factors uh, going into the uh, November elections, these mid-year elections. And they were talking about, you know, the the support of the war and about the the overturning of Roe and the and finally, finally, in the after this conversation, you know, this thing comes around. One guy just goes. This is all stupid. The only thing people are going to care about is the fact that it's $6 a gallon gas and it costs them twice as much to buy food. That's the only thing people care about. Are you kidding me? That is gearing up to be worse because of drought and other things. Um, If you – and I might have talked about this before. I follow several farmers um, on YouTube and they're making videos saying, y'all look out because what we're spending for for feed, for for hay – for uh, seed and fertilizer and everything is is I mean not doubled or tripled but you know orders of magnitude more than what they spent last yeah. year and it, it is they said that the prices are going to rise yeah. you know and then I others will say the drought is so bad we can't we can't grow enough to feed our cattle we're having to sell it sell them so whole mm-hmm. herds are being sold off um, because the farmers can't afford to feed them right because it's become so expensive yeah. Well, in my personal experience, I mean, everybody's seen the gas and the grocery bills going up and stuff. Uh, in the month of July, I looked at my my natural gas bill, and it was triple, triple what it had been the previous month. And I went, and oh my gosh. I went online and looked, and I went, what the heck? Because this is usually in the summer a very low bill. I mean, I have a gas water heater, but um, I'm not running the heat in the house, obviously, which is my biggest use of of gas. You know, I mean. It's, and my oven's a gas oven, but it's not like I've been baking exceptionally large amounts. I went and looked, and I used the exact same number of therms as I did the previous year for the month of June. It's kind of it's it's overlaps June and July a little bit. Um, exact same for the previous period. Exact same number of therms. Three times the cost. Oh my goodness! And I went, holy moly! I mean, that was like the biggest eye opener for me. You know, in terms of like, wow, wow. You know, if all of my bills do that, I'm going to be homeless. I can't afford to pay all of those bills and 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 run my air conditioner. And I mean, if all my bills tripled like that, I'd be in trouble. Yeah. You know. Well, I I will tell you that for for Southern California Edison, I know this is SoCal Gas that you were mm-hmm. talking about. Southern California Edison, um, we are paying I think four times what for per kilowatt hour in in the peak range i think mm-hmm. we're paying 51 cents a kilowatt hour hour mm-hmm. um and in texas they pay nine yeah nine cents yeah which is i i had this conversation with my dad of course lives in houston and uh i was i was just gobsmacked that it was so expensive and he thought oh my gosh that's ridiculous yeah yeah ridiculous. it's nuts you know, it's it's because there's so many electric cars here. They want to they want to get their their bite on that. <laughs> they want to they want to get their their you know take advantage of that. So the electric companies are like, hey, people need more electricity. They're switching over to us, so let's just start cranking up that price even more. The sad thing is, is that it it's always I mean not always, but it's been so much higher than a lot of places. You know, I was talking to relatives in North Carolina, and they were complaining about the fact that gas had gotten up to almost four dollars a gallon, and I went. Pfft. You know, we're 50% more than that. 
You know, yes. we're riding at just over $6 a gallon. Now, not just over anymore. I mean, the last time I did it, regular gas was 6.15 or something like that was the last yeah, last if, tank full I put in. If you're in urban centers, if you're in downtown LA, you're paying over 7. That's crazy. It's insane. Just yeah, crazy. so I'm looking at my Edison bill and um the kilowatt hour uh for on peak is 52 cents. Mid peak is 42 cents. And off peak, so I guess in the middle of the night, it's uh, 32 cents per kilowatt hour. Yeah, which is still three times what they pay for electricity in Texas. Yes. Yeah. We have the most expensive electricity in the country. Yeah. And by the way, go get your electric car. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, they just recently, um, uh, Edison was sending everybody out flyers, too, because they were going to change the – the the cost structure and I don't remember what it was they were doing, but you had the option if you filled out there was because it was state law had passed, and so it was you know to try to make things more green, and and so they they bumped it up a lot during the peak hours, and so after four p.m. then the price was supposed to drop significantly. So that this is the the outcome of that. Right. The other payment options they have are the ones where they can shut off your power, and I'm not interested right. in that. Yeah. Um, um, and so, you know, I left it on the same plan or lack yeah. of plan that I had before, and I'm paying premium dollars. Yeah, they were um, uh, required, I think, to get 80% of their of their subscribers is how they call it. I would call them their their uh, hostages. Indeed. Um, uh, 80% of them onto the new plan, and so up to 20% could could opt out and they made it sort of difficult to opt out. But, um, uh, I did, <laughs> I said, leave me on the billing I was on before. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we are about out of time. I have a hard out today. And so, so yeah, well, it's, uh, it's almost eight o'clock. We've got almost an hour now. So, um, I, and we talked through our subject. I mean, that's the most important thing. We really did talk through everything we wanted to say about that. Um, uh, so next week we come back on a new topic. We hope that you will join us. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation. Um, and we will be back next week. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. And you are listening to The Rest of Us.